Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Subscribe at TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. As a subscriber, you'll get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. Sound good to you? Go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Watch Texas Football Today live every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and get involved in the conversation using the hashtag TFToday. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name's Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live on texasfootball.com, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, all the places, or you listen to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, making us sound good. She is the Duchess of the Dorks. She is Ashley Pickle. Howdy. Hey, hold up. I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. We're we're surviving and thriving. I like your Lano shirt. Oh, thank you. It's their uh, back-to-back district championship shirt from Rad. this year. My uh, Trish got it for Very me. Cool. Shout out, Trish. Excellent. Today is Tuesday, March 1st, 2022. Yeet. It's March Madness. Yeet. Uh, 268 days till Thanksgiving. Happy birthday to the Biebs. Oh, nice. Bieber's 28 today. I saw him in concert when I was in eighth grade. He, Sean Kingston was his opener. When you were in eighth grade? So he was like... It was it was old school, like, Bieber swoop. Voice hadn't dropped yet. Bieber, Boy, I was like, say, like, he's probably good like 16, Bieber. Yeah, 15. it was awesome. Oof. Heartthrob. He's 28 now. Uh, He's only 5'9", though. Uh, Episode (laughs) 1,341. On today's show, mis amigos, y mis amigas, we are going to celebrate Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. We're talking about some of the most prolific playmakers in the state of Texas and which teams had the most of them. We'll kind of talk about that, what we mean. And back half of the show, we caught up with the head coach of the Wichita Falls Coyotes, Coach Grant Freeman. Uh, We'll hear from him, uh, Texan Live own Grant Freeman. He makes you look short. He makes a lot of people look short. He makes everyone look short. He's really tall. Tall dude. Uh, Tall and like slender. Yeah. Like at least if you're going to be tall at least have the like wherewithal to be a big guy. Like instead like that's just super selfish. Are you calling him scrawny? No. Because I feel like he could No he he would would whip me. Yeah. What I'm saying is I need you if you're going to be that tall I need you to be big tall and fat. You know what I mean? That's fine. He's not. No. Because then it's like ah well you know big and tall. He's big all around. Say he's tall. <laughs> anyway, we'll talk to Grant Freeman. <laughs> Come up here at the back half of the program. Do we have first fourth of the door? We sure do. It was Rob Hadaway, Aaron Arbuckle, Coach Terry Crawford, who is working on his questionnaire as we speak. Better be. Shout out. Um, and Daniel Agnew, welcome in, fellas. Also, to clear something up, no, giving up TFT would not be good for Lent. Let's not do that. We do not support that. Yeah, don't do that. 
Jesus wants you to watch TNT. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. <laughs> Jesus told us, so um, this I know. We did send out the questionnaire <laughs> last night, and by last night I mean like 1 in the morning I sent out the email. Uh, if you're a coach and you're watching or you're listening and you haven't gotten your questionnaire, uh, you can email me or slide into my DMs or whatever, uh, and I will, uh, I'll make sure we get to your get in touch with step. We'll make sure we get to the questionnaire. We appreciate the already, we've only got, we've already got like, bunch of coaches let's go they said they don't well coach Terry Crawford said that he doesn't want a reminder email from you so I think yeah. that they like the fact that they don't have to hear from you, you again from if me, they just get it done get it done you hear from me one time if you don't get it done we I get blow pro- up your spot I get progressively more aggressive more <laughs> like you guys think this is annoying wait until you're like three weeks late on the questionnaire and then I am hitting yeah. you all the time let me tell you from a person that sees him every day it's tough get it in all right, Pickle, it's time for Math Tuesday. Math Tuesday. Here on Math Tuesday, we're going to take a look at some individual statistical leaders. And what got me thinking about this mm-hmm. was what, our conversation. What got the hamster going? Our conversation yesterday. Yesterday, yes. we had Moses Patterson, the head coach at McAllen Memorial, on uh, to talk about uh, his Mustangs the first year. He was a, he was an interim coach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer the interim coach because they won 11-2. and two. Uh, And But one of the things I remarked upon was the individual playmakers that he had offensively. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notably, they were one of six teams that had three 1,000-yard rushers. That is insane. That's pretty crazy. Six UIL 11-man teams that had three 1,000-yard rushers. They had, uh, let's see if I can find them real quickly. Uh, I have them on the spreadsheet. Uh, it was Max Alana's, uh, Max Alana's Choi, Ethan Castillo, and Marcos de la Cruz. Each went for over 1,000 yards. And so I got to thinking about, that and those kind of milestones. And, and one of the things I asked you, and I asked you, and I asked this, and I asked Will yesterday in the office, I go, let's talk about what constitutes a good year. Like mm-hmm. if you have an exceptional year as a running back, an exceptional mm-hmm. year as a receiver, an exceptional year as a quarterback. And we all threw out the what, same number, which was cool. <laughs> we all kind of came to a consensus. And so first of all, I think we all agreed that if you're a 1,000-yard rusher, you did pretty good. You ran a lot. Good. Exactly right. In fact, there were only, and I know this is going to sound like a big number, but it's actually like not that big of a number. Uh, there were only 408 UIL 11-man players who went for over 1,000 yards. Wow. 408. So you, if, if you assume that, like, let, let's just say that there's only 1,200 one. schools and then all yep. the running backs in between. Right. Exactly right. Um, 408 Got uh, players went over a thousand yards. Do you know who was the state's leading rusher? Who? I'll give you a guess. Malcolm Murphy. No, Malcolm Murphy was close, but it was uh, well. The oh. other problem with Malcolm Murphy was that he was splitting carries with a bunch of guys. Mm. Well, yes. Who was it? Caden Rodden. Roden. No. The answer was Reuben Owens. Oh. Reuben Owens was yeah, the state's leading sense. rusher, twenty nine hundred eighty nine yards. Uh, nearly got to 3,000 yards. Uh, second was Ernest Davis, or Ernest Davila, rather, at Poteet. Third was Cutter Wilson at uh, Brock. Fourth was Marquise Collins at College Station. And fifth was L.J. Martin at Canateo. But those are guys who are individual superstars. I'm talking about a stable of backs. And so we mentioned it. Let's go up, throw up the graphic. The There were six teams that had three 
1,000-yard rushers in 2021. Crosby did. Quincy Jones, Cameron Kirkwood, and Siren Miles each went for over 1,000 yards, including two guys who went over 1,300. Franklin's the one that I think everybody probably could have guessed. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Murphy, Bobby Washington, Bryson Washington each went for over 1,000 yards. In fact, they each went for more than 1,400 yards. They run the slot T and they run it well. Pretty nuts. Quinlan Ford, or rather, we'll start with Lubbock Roosevelt. Lubbock Roosevelt had a 2,000-yard rusher in Alex Trevino and another pair of 1,000-yard backs in that kind of wild uh, wing T offense that they ran. Miguel Memorial, we mentioned it in talking with Moses Patterson yesterday. Max Allen is Choi, uh, uh, Ethan Castillo, and Marcos De La Cruz. This one's interesting. Quinlan Ford was the only team to have two 2,000-yard backs. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> Caden Roden, uh, Randy Rowan, and Jadonovan Williams each went for over 1,000. Uh, but Randy Rowan had 1,100, and then Caden Roden and, uh, and Jadonovan Williams had 2,200. That is pretty nutso. And then there was Wascom. Wascom out east, TJ Feaster, Tashawn Hamilton, and Cole Watson. One thing that I think is interesting about that, uh, I am fairly certain, let me make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth, as I am wont to do. Uh, Juniors. Watson's a sophomore, Tashawn Hamilton's a junior. Mm-hmm. So two of those guys at least are coming back. Yeah, I'll let you know how heavy that run game uh, state semifinal was between Franklin and Wascom. We were there to watch it. It was nuts. <laughs> yes, it, it really was. So... There you go. There were six teams that had three 1,000-yard rushers. And I think we all agree 1,000 yards in a season, yet a pretty darn good season. Yeah, that's kind of the staple of excellence there. So then we kind of asked ourselves, hey, Self, what is a great year for a receiver? Mm-hmm. And what we, we, started with one of, we started with one number, and then there were too many of them. Yeah. And so I narrowed it down even further. We started with 800. Mm-hmm. I narrowed it down to 1,000. Thousand yard receiver. Wow, there right? were enough. There were, and and so there were a hundred and seventeen thousand yard receivers. Okay, that shocked us because yeah, we all came in very adamant on eight hundred makes you a pretty stinking good receiver. We're talking elite. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred and seventeen thousand yard receivers in UIL love and man That's football wild. this year, including the state's leading receiver. Do you know who it was? He's on this graphic. Koy Aiken. Koy 93 catches, 2,140 yards, 31 touchdowns. He was the state's leading receiver. Second was Caden Kaufman at uh, Mount Vernon. Uh, third was Lonnie Atkinson at Cor- uh, Corpus Christi Miller. Fourth was Pilot Points, Aiden Cox. And fifth was El Paso Eastwood's Curtis Murillo. But what about two 1,000-yard receivers? There were 10 teams that had two 1,000-yard receivers. Byron Nelson in the DFW Metroplex with mm-hmm. Landon Ransom goals and uh, Gavin McCurley. Dangerfield had two, and Aaron Hampton, who, by the way, uh, he's like a he's like a he's like an eighth grader or something. I want to say I want to say he's, he's super young, uh, but in any case, he's uh, Aaron Hampton, C.J. Gilbert, Dublin had a pair, Christian mm-hmm. Ramirez and uh, and Cooper Hubble. That's actually one thousand two hundred fifty. Uh, El Paso Chapin, Timothy Pastron, and Anthony Rivera. El Paso Eastwood, the aforementioned Curtis Murillo and Aaron Rodriguez both went over a thousand yards. Leander Rouse had a pair had uh, had a pair of them in Troy Oliver and Jalen Becerra. Marlon, Darian mm-hmm. Gillette, and Trajan Butler. Uh, I want to say that uh, Darian Gillette I know is coming back, mm-hmm. uh, and then Trajan Butler I believe might be underclassman as well. Mm-hmm. Prosper had a pair of them, and they could both run. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Bailey and Houston, uh, Houston Hawkins were both over a thousand yards. Spring had a pair of them, and Travis Sims and Caden Bradley, and then the aforementioned Stephenville with Reese Elston, and then the state's leading receiver in Coy Aiken. So there were ten teams that had two thousand yard receivers in 2021, and so now here's what I want to do. 
is I want to take all through. I want to talk about balance, and I want to talk about having all the weapons. Okay, so we we, we mentioned there were a, th- a thousand yard rusher, mm-hmm. pretty good year. Yes, a thousand yard receiver, pretty good year. Mm-hmm. And I would say if you have a if you have a twenty five hundred yard passer, you're doing pretty good. There were only 97 2,500 yard passers this wow. year. Okay, now obviously the passer and the receiver are going to be tied together, mm-hmm. but there were only 25 teams that had a 2,500-yard passer, a 1,000-yard rusher, and a 1,000-yard receiver. I think some of these are not necessarily surprising. Um, I don't think The two at the bottom left corner. Correct. Uh, right. Rockwell, Rockwell and Rockwell, Rockwell Heath, Heath, not surprising. Both had 1,000-yard, uh, both had, had that trio. Westlake, right? not surprising. Westlake, not a surprise. Westlake had, of course, uh, Kate Klubnick. They had their sophomore running back, Jack Kaiser, and then they had their receiver, Jaden Greathouse, mm-hmm. all there. But there were a few. Gilmer also not a surprise yeah, on this No, list, with Brandon right? Tennyson. Lorena, not a surprise. Few of them. But there were a few of them that I think really surprised me. For example, did you know that Crandall had yeah. all three? Uh, with their quarterback, Jamonte Gordon-West, their, uh, their running back, Chris Abron, and their wide receiver, Luke Moffitt. They went over. They, they had that triumvirate. I was kind of surprised to see that Seymour did the deal. Now, part of yeah. it is that they had, a t- they had, I believe, the state's only... 2,500, 1,000 guy at quarterback in Keegan Gilbreth, sophomore. Uh, he went for he threw for 2,900 yards and he ran for 1,000 yards. They also had David Charo, a 1,400-yard receiver. Is that Corpus Christi Miller? That is Corpus Christi. Wow, okay. Corpus Christi Miller had the trio. Jaden Brown, the sophomore quarterback, was thrown to Lonnie Akism, and then they also had a back in Ethan Greenwood who threw for 1,100 yards. Um, I also thought it was interesting that, you know, we talked on the last one about El Paso Eastwood and El Paso Chapin. Each had a pair of 1,000-yard receivers. Mm-hmm. El Paso Franklin had yep. the trio. They had Cameron Bird at quarterback. They had Bo Sparks at wide receiver, and they had Miles McCorder at running back. They, they were, had the trio. They were playmakers out there in the 915 this year. There certainly were. And so you look up and up and down there, uh, it is a, an interesting mix of teams. Millsap did the deal. Millsap. Let's go. Lawson, Lawson <laughs> Nairn, the quarterback, was a 3,000-yard receiver. Isaac Bordelais uh, was on the other side, and uh, they had an 1,800-yard rusher in Waylon Dunn. So that's what I thought was particularly interesting, was taking a look at which teams were able to do a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Have that 2,500-yard passer, the 1,000-yard rusher, and the 1,000-yard receiver. It's, an, it's, a, it's a short list. A th- there's only 25 of them that were able to do it. Uh, to have all of those things, and and obviously there, some a lot. By the way, a lot of underclassmen, right? A lot, yeah. a lot of underclassmen on this list as well. So, I thought that was a little interesting to dig into on that Tuesday. Was which teams had the highest concentration of big time playmakers? Uh, you can find that. I'm going to put a piece up on TexasFootball.com coming up, talking about Texas high school football's most prolific playmakers and where they were most concentrated. But uh, but yeah, was, I thought that was a p- pretty. That is very interesting. By the way, do you know who the state's leading passer was? We talked about receiver and, and rusher. Do you know who the state's leading passer was? I mean, it's got to be Klubnik, right? Mm-hmm. No, because no, remember he missed a bunch of games. Oh yeah, that's true. Played, won a state championship, underclassman. How that? Oh man. Mm-mm. Throwing to the state's leading receiver. Oh, Ryder Lambert. Ryder Lambert. Forty-two <laughs> seventy-five. He led the state in passing. Second was Andrew Martinez, El Paso Eastwood. Third was Chris Teton at uh, mm-hmm. Dublin. He was the yep. only other four thousand yard passer. Wow. Jackson Arnold was fourth, and Jacob Wilson from Byron Nelson was fifth. By the way, four of those top five receivers mm-hmm. or quarterbacks, and 
uh, let's see, seven of the top ten juniors. Yeah, I was just going to say, no, I didn't realize that. I don't know why. I just put together that whole piece. I thought Ryder was a senior the whole time. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Desmond Woodson at Marlin, Braden Bennett, Bennett at, at uh, Mount Vernon, Mason Shorb at Leander Rouse, Jacob Wilson at Byron Nelson, Jackson Earl at Denton Geyer, Chris Teton at, D- at Dublin, and Ryder Lambert at Stephenville. All in the top ten passers in the state all underclass. Which is so funny because think about what we've been talking about for the last two years is how good the quarterback class of mm-hmm. 2022 was with Cub- Klubnik, with what was supposed to be Quinn Ewers, all of that. And then it's like, they're like, uh, the hi way, guys, we're not going anywhere. And by the way, that doesn't count Ashton DuBose, nope. Keldrick Luster, Jaden Brown, who's a sophomore, Corpus Christi Miller, Jason Thompson, Austin Novosad, Connor Cuffbo, Edmondson. I mean, the list goes on and on. If you're looking for there is a really good young crop of quarterbacks that are going to be seniors and, in some cases, juniors, juniors this year. The future super bright in Texas high school football. Very that is exciting. Anyway, I'll peace up on TexasFootball.com. We're Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football College football and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I sure hope you will consider going to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Uh, get your get your loved one a Mardi Gras gift. Yes. A Texas football subscription. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. Also, if you start doing it now, we can guarantee that you'll get the summer magazine and you won't be late. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, Like, yeah. that's the best thing to yeah. do is do it now it so done. you don't forget and then go, oh, shoot, I want my magazine. Do you? Are you this kind of person? Are you the kind of person who, this is kind of like a, it's like a backdoor sales pitch. Um, <laughs> are you the kind of person who likes to pay for something and then forget you ordered it and then it shows up? And, you're and like, you oh. get surprised? Yes. Absolutely. I did that. There was a photographer in El Paso who put together, who was putting together a um, uh, a calendar. Mm-hmm. Like it was like a wall calendar of like great shots from around El Paso. And I was like, oh, it was like October. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to buy that. Forgot about it. Obviously, Matt, football season happened. Like January 2nd, it showed up in my door. I was like, ah! Oh, oh my oh, yeah. God, I got an El Paso anyway, calendar. <laughs> you can have that if you go to TexasFootball.com slash subscribe today and become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. Pickle, a couple of years ago, we caught up with the head coach of the, not years, just a couple days, weeks. Weeks. Months. Uh, the head coach <laughs> of uh, the Wichita Falls Coyotes, Coach Grant Freeman. Coach Freeman is uh, Texan Live's own. Dave he, Campbell's Texan Live, boy. The, he was on the call for China Spring and Carthage. Yeah, the game. He was excellent on it. Uh, we talk a little bit about that, plus his coyotes, and the future there in Wichita Falls ISD, which is very interesting. Here's my conversation with Wichita Falls head coach Grant Freeman here on Texas Football Today. Dave Campbell's Texas Football here at the DFW Coaches Clinic in Grapevine here with uh, broadcaster Grant Freeman. <laughs> You may remember him from his call of uh, uh, the Carthage versus China Spring regional semifinal matchup on TexanLive.com. Do you, do you have a straight gig? I do. Uh, I am, by day, I am the head coach at Wichita Falls That's High School. Right. Oh, uh, I remember that. But by night, you yeah. know, uh, color commentator extraordinaire. Okay. Uh, so a lot of, what a game that was. You know I don't like to compliment you. I know. But... I think you did a pretty good job. Thank you. I, I thought you were pretty good. Uh, uh, all right, Jeff Rayburn is pre- adjusting our camera. Jeff Rayburn's got a, a job that a secondary job now too. Camera operator. Yeah, he's operating the camera. This yeah. is good. We got the full Texan Live crew this here. This is great. This is great. We are doing this. 
Multi, uh, multitasking. you're hired, dude. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, no, it was a great game. You, awesome. got, you got to have a, a grab 2D. And I think people may not know this, but, like, there was a time where, like, broadcasting was, like, before you, before you decided to get a real job as a coach. Correct. Like, being part of the, the leering press was something you wanted to, you were thinking about, right? Yeah, so I had, I had the opportunity coming out of college. I did some radio for Angelo State University, uh, the Harvard on the Conchos, we like to call it. Uh, but uh, got to do some color, uh, did a little play-by-play for a while as well, uh, figured out that that was not for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, really loved it, man. I, I absolutely loved it. And so then when, when I got back in the booth for the Carthage China Spring team, I, I was so fired up. It was so much fun. Uh, we And, of course, when you got a good game, it kind of calls itself. It was a great game. And also, I mean, you can say that you called a game for the state champions. Oh, yeah, definitely. So really – you're the you're the reason they won the state championship. I don't think there's really any. Oh, that's a that's an A to B thing. So are they sending me a ring? Uh, that we can, Mr. Bell, to, Mr. Beatty, who just now got the yeah, job. Like say, are they sending? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're size nine. Size yeah, nine. All right, let's talk some Coyotes football. Yeah. Uh, la- how would you take a look when you take a look at last year, the 2021 season? Uh, how would you assess the way that, that you guys were able to come through that? So what a, it was a strange year for us. Uh, you know, we got into it, and uh, by district time, we were on our third quarterback. And so it was such a weird up-and-down, broken broken season. Got on a roll there uh, in, in district, got into the playoffs, uh, and then had uh, just a tough first-round matchup with Grapevine. Uh, we're play, it was a great game, and then we had a, a, just a catastrophic injury. Our quarterback uh, had a catastrophic injury there. Uh, and, and, you know, they went on and won a couple of more playoff games. Uh, kudos to them. And uh, so it was such a weird year for us. But anytime you end in the playoffs, that's that's a success. Uh, and then we look forward to, you know, going forward, getting to, to drop down a division and, and see what we can make noise in 4A Division One. Yeah, you know, you mentioned you mentioned hanging with a team like Grapevine and, mm-hmm. and being in that, you know, good team that, well, I believe regional finalists, maybe Correct. something like that. Um, is that something that that is you guys are talking about in the locker room? Be like, guys, look, we can hang with anybody that that, that we're here with. Is that something you guys are, are, are harping on? I think you have to uh, with your kids. You know, we 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 talk to our kids all the time about being able to just play the the team across from you, and, and so you don't you don't look at you know rankings or things like that. And we have to play you know a tough schedule. We had Lubbock Cooper uh, and Ryder in our division, uh, and, and so we we just try to go out and play. Played well with Grapevine, and then we bring back 26 kids, uh, you know, from from a team that was was playing very well over the last few years in 5A, uh, and we're excited about the future, and the 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 small future that uh, Wichita Falls High School has over the you know the last two years of its existence over the next two. That is that is interesting. For those who don't know, you guys are going to consolidate, correct? Uh, and and so I'm interested in in how what what those types of conversations are are, are like because it's it's obviously a little bit different, you know. There, there's not, you know, three years from now, you yeah. can't really project out. Right now. So, so what, 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 how is that vibe right now at the school? So one of the things that I've talked about with our kids and our coaches as well is, you know, we're all excited for the, the new schools to hit and for that to, to come. But we can't be worried about three years. We can't spend all of our time worrying about three years from now mm-hmm. and we, we lose what we've got in the next couple of years. And so we try to keep, a, you know, while we're excited about the future, uh, we're really more focused on the present and, and the job that we have to do over the next two. All right, and you mentioned you guys are dropping down. Realignment comes out next mm-hmm. week. Uh, you know, who knows how what the UIL has drawn mm-hmm. up for you? I, I've heard the Rio Grande Valley. Not I don't know how much you like driving. We 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 are used to to driving. We've seen the Panhandle <laughs> over the last few years, so why not Rio Grande Valley? It'll be fine for us. Um, I, I think that's just what you know, just a couple hours down. Yeah, yeah, you so know, it's a hop, skip, and a jump. I think there's a notion that people are going to look at that and say, oh, 5A down to 4A. Mm-hmm. Things get easier. Mm-hmm. 
you you of all people know that's not the case. Correct. You no. guys are moving in there. How how do you make sure that that your kids don't fall into that trap of thinking, hey, we're dropping down a classification, uh, things gonna be a lot easier. Yeah. So I've had some experience with that at Springtown and at Brownwood, and uh, I, I don't think that you can. I think that too many people worry about the the classifications and moving those. You know, we didn't lose any kids. The, our number is actually higher than what it was when we were at five, right. the last realignment. Uh, so we just have to continue to do business as usual. We have to tell the kids and, and keep it a week to week mindset. Uh, that we're going to focus on the opponent. We're really going to focus on ourselves first, then we're going to focus on opponents as we get down the line. And I think if you can keep that with your kids and your coaches, then then you'll be fine no matter what classification you're playing in. All right. And, and finally, you know, one thing that's, that I think is, is, is of note is that you did, of course, call that regional semifinal game mm-hmm. Carthage and China Spring, but you were only available for that because you guys weren't playing anymore. Right. So my question is, do you wish that you would never call another game, another football game for Texan Life? I do. Uh, I would like to be on the sidelines with a different headset on. However, uh, it is so much fun, and, and yeah. you and I have talked about this before. I, I love doing. I love getting the opportunity to do that. So anytime we have Thursday night games and you guys need a game or hey. whatever, but uh, I'd much rather the coach's headset to the broadcaster headset, but I will take them both. We've got to figure out when your bye week is. Correct. Yeah. Well, right. we'll work. I guess we need to talk Pickle. again this this Thursday. Pickle. We got to figure out when his bye week is. He can call another game. <laughs> yeah, it'll be great. Grant Freeman, Wichita Falls coach. Appreciate you. Time. Thanks so much there for watching Grant that Freeman. video. Ah, like, whoa, whoa! I don't like that. Like, that's not good. His face just melted. <laughs> <in his mind. laughs> Less than ideal. Ew. Hey, Grant Freeman. It started off good. It started off great. Great interview. Great interview. No, I, I meant seeing my face and then it morphed into yours and then stuff got bad oh, well, i'm sorry i like it grant. started off great oh i like grant freeman i guess that's you know your mileage may vary oh, i guess God. but i like him a lot good dude anyway um appreciate grant freeman head coach of those wichita falls coyotes hopping on with us uh while we were at the dfw coaching clinic a few weeks ago let's go over to ashley pickle for america's second favorite segment final thoughts um, wanted to, we're going to, okay, so we're going to start doing something different with Mailbag Friday, where we want to go ahead and have the questions ready to go for Mailbag Friday. So I have put, if you'll go to texasfootball.com slash forums, I have put up a topic where you can drop your Mailbag Friday questions. So if you think of random things throughout the week, just go to our forum pages and you can drop it in there. We'll put one up every single week. But the one for this week is currently up now. No show tomorrow. No show tomorrow. That's true. Um, that is also true. I'm out. Uh, and pickles out. We got to go do a thing. Uh, but can I can I read you an email I got today? So we sent out the questionnaire. Are you allowed to read? Yeah, this I'm not email? gonna say the name. But, okay. Um, sure. Um, you know, I'll just give out. His it's social, not my his fault if you get fired. Number. Okay. Uh, but I got it. We sent out the questionnaire this morning to all the, all the coaches in the state, mm-hmm. uh, and so we certainly hope you'll fill it out. Please, I don't want to chase you down, and I will. Um, <laughs> I'm like the I'm like the T1000. I, I am. well, what actually when it comes happens to this, is I am like the T one thousand. What actually happens is eventually they send me out there to beat people up, That's exactly right. and I've only got one arm, exactly. so I'm well, ready for to now. go. For now, yeah. I mean, just wait because she's she's saving up all her strength. Yes. Um, I won't say who's from because I didn't get permission to to say his name, but this is the head coach in the state of Texas. Good morning, DCTF. Thank you so much. As, and I just sent him the like. He's he is one of fourteen hundred coaches I sent this to. Mm-hmm. So this is the, like there are a lot of people who got the same email. Yes. 
Good morning, DCTF. Thank you so much. As a young man growing up watching Texas high school football, then actually getting an opportunity to play Texas high school football, and the ultimate opportunity now to become an athletic director and head football coach in the state of Texas, it is a blessing and a dream come true. We could we used to go to AGB and grab copies of the magazine like it was going out of style. And if our name wasn't in there, go back and tell our head football coach that we weren't in the Dave Campbell's magazine. You guys do a great job maintaining this Texas tradition. God bless you. Please stay in touch. And then he signs it, which is Let's very cool. Go. It's like that is that's very cool and I, I i get that every once in a while coaches will say that they'll say mm-hmm. i'm really excited to fill out the questionnaire yeah like which is so weird because like i'm asking you to do work Orc, yeah but it's because they grew up with it mm-hmm. it's because it's part of their you know i say all the time it's a touchstone in people's lives and to be a part of it and to be like i get to submit a questionnaire like that that that's cool that's cool i love hearing from coaches who 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 like view it as like an honor to 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 send in their information. Well, absolutely. And I think any time that just normal human nature is to like to know how the sausage gets made, kind of, you know, like mm-hmm. how does this work behind the scenes? And so to get to do that is really cool, yeah. too. Just to be That's part awesome. Of just to be part of a Texas tradition. Those emails like that are what, like, keep you up at, like, 1 o'clock, like, keep you going at, like, 1 o'clock in the morning when you're reading or editing or designing or whatever mm-hmm. pages. Yeah, that, that and, helps. That and coffee. Yeah. It's going to do it for us. Remember, no show tomorrow. Thanks for being a little, thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Grant Freeman, the head coach of the Wichita Falls Coyotes, for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your player of the year trophy. We'll see you Thursday, Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.